Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome to the Naughty But Nice Show. I'm your host, Rob Shooter, and it's Monday, which means our dear friend Garrett Vogel joins us. Hey, Garrett, are you there? Bobby, I am feeling cheeky on this Monday, and uh, that only means trouble can be had over the next 20 minutes or so. So strap in. God only knows what I'm going to say and do to you, so... Why so punchy today? I love it. I'm encouraging it. What happened? You, you know what it is? It's that stupid one hour that we obtained over uh, the weekend. Uh, I think it. I think I have a little bit more pep in the step. Oh, oh, you know, ready to go. I don't. And forgive me, I should understand this. The clocks went back an hour or forward an hour. It's it's the great debate. You know, <laughs> it's like oh well, we lose an hour, so we go. The clocks went backwards. So at at two o'clock, it became one o'clock. I see. So did we? Gain an hour or lose an hour? We, again, another debate that a lot of people have, like, oh, te- technicality. <laughs> we, we, we gained an hour of, of rest. Oh. We, lost, we lost an hour of sun, essentially. Oh, so, right. so that's why the sun will go down at, in, in New York around like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Oh. <laughs> More like 4, but uh, <laughs> I'm being facetious. Oh, uh, but we but didn't yeah. lose that just yet. So at the moment, as we are taping this podcast, we're getting all the benefits of that extra hour, yes. but we're not getting the downside of the darkness. That will happen tonight. Yes, that will happen tonight. So when you're when you're like finishing up lunch and you're like, why is the sun going down? <laughs> that is why the sun is going down. A little science to kick Thank off you very Monday much. Morning. Thank you very much. That set us all straight. Okay, let's jump into the show. What time is it, my friends? It busy, is busy tea time. Tea time. So Matthew Perry's friends and family celebrated his life at his funeral. That's a really important word there. Yes. They wanted this to be a celebration. It's so tragic. He's so young. The circumstances are just so awful. Yet they decided this was going to be a celebration. We spotted Jennifer Aniston there, Courtney Cox, Lisa Kudrow, Matt LeBlanc. 
and David Schwimmer. They all attended. It was at the Forest Lawn Memorial Park, which is where a lot of celebrities are buried. Get this, it's just minutes away from the NBC studio, the Warner Brothers studio, where they filmed Friends for all those years. We also spotted his father his stepfather. We didn't see his mother, but I'm assuming she was there too. Just days ago, the Friends issued a joint statement about how sad they are about losing not just their co-star, Garrett, but also their friend. What I find interesting about this is that this group, now there's five of them, there's not six anymore, but they've really come together. First of all, they did not issue individual statements. They got together and did one big statement from all of them. And I'm told they arrived at the memorial, at the service together. They all met beforehand and all arrived together. They're really putting on a united front. I mean, it goes back to, you know, what we learned from back in the day when they all negotiated their contracts Mm. for the show. They they said uh, all for one, one for all. Mm. We're, we're doing this. If you if you want us, you got to pay us all the same. Everybody gets the same amount of money, you know. Um, but it's interesting after someone passes away, and I think we we know this for everyone. You learn so much more about the person, mm. and uh, you know, I, I I kind of I kind of like it, but it's also like, how come I didn't know this about him right. when when they were alive? But like for instance, uh, the final episode of Friends. I was listening to Matthew Perry's book over the weekend. He said that he asked the showrunner, hey, I know this is not going to mean a lot to everybody else on on set, but can I have the last word uh, from there? And it was such a simple, silly, stupid line. He closed the show? He closed the show when they said, hey, let's grab some coffee. And he goes, where? Of course, it's Central Perk, but typical Chandler in that character says where. And then if you notice David Schwimmer's face as if like he didn't expect (laughs) – him to say it because it was like thrown in there last second mm-hmm. like that 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 was that was pretty that was that was i i found that i found that pretty amazing in the sense of like the little things like that that you learn about someone uh, after they pass uh, i love the details i do that's what makes me so good at this job i'm a really curious and would say nosy person i love knowing all these details Other stuff that's coming out, too, is that they've already set up a foundation. He did a lot of work at the Perry House, which was a place where people could go and get sober, could get counselling, could talk about their addictions. And so he put a lot of money into that. Now he's still going to make a lot of money. We've learned this from Michael Jackson, from Prince. When celebrities pass, the money still keeps coming in. And it's a really sort of odd thing here, particularly with Michael Jackson, he was worth more dead than alive because there was nobody spending the money that was coming in. So now all this money is going to still come into Matthew from Friends and they're going to use that money to set up a foundation. They want his wealth, his power. They want they want this horrible tragedy to at least do some good. I think this is a wonderful idea. I think they should just uh, route it straight to his uh, straight to the Perry house, you know, mm. like just let it stay there because uh, with the exception of his mom and dad, um he didn't have a, a wife, a child, nope, children, uh, no children, you know, and 
he, he could, I guess, you know, do could have done something silly like leave it to his dog. But mm. um, I, I think that's the best bet that they should do. His family should just say, put it straight to the Perry House. Put it in the um, foundation. You know, we'll, we'll we'll go from there and we'll establish different things here and there. But at least that knowing knowing what Friends was making and uh, and what that continue cast was, to make. It, 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 exactly, and it will forever and ever and ever, forever um, and ever and ever and ever and ever, and, and that means that house will stay open forever yep, and ever and ever, ever and ever and ever. Do good. We should just clarify a little point too. So a couple of days ago, it blew up online that Lisa Kudrow was taking Matthew's dog. That's right. not true. He didn't have a dog, so he had. A dog called Arthur with his ex. And when they broke up, she took the dog. So the right. dog is still with his ex. So it was a lovely story, but we love the truth even more than a good story well, here on the Naughty But Nice Show. Last Monday, last no. Monday, you even said, you go, there. there's a story going around, but I really don't think it's true. The it's man not just passed, true. passed away. Like, you, you you being as good as you are, Rob Thank Shooter, you, darling. knew that, that it just, it didn't feel right. It, it didn't, didn't sit feel right, right in your tummy. It didn't feel right. But what does feel right is this. This amazing organization charity that they are setting up now normally uh, this is the point in the show where we do a poll right. however what poll am i going to do on somebody <laughs> passing i mean what what respect could i what possibly show yes. <laughs> who looked the best at the funeral did jennifer wear a better dress than courtney i mean we're just not that show so there's no poll today and we're going to move straight along to actually some silly fun out of Vegas. What's going on? Well, first, uh, BravoCon, I guess this is the second uh, installment, uh, the second year of BravoCon. I think it's more. I think it's four or five. Four or five. Well, you know, last year it was in New York and it was a complete mess. (laughs) Like like almost almost Fire Festival-esque where, you know, people were like eating sandwiches off the floor. Vegas, it seemed like it was kind of more controlled and, yes. and, and a well-oiled machine as if they learned. So bravo, bravo to bravo for an Andy Cohen to uh, <laughs> to fixing all the messes from last year's BravoCon. But let's talk about Melissa Gorger from Real Housewives of New Jersey. She thinks the show will be better and refreshing now that she and Teresa have stopped playing nice. So... Oh. Melissa and Teresa, you know, they're related, of course, and uh, uh, Melissa's Teresa's sister-in-law, but they haven't been talking. So the only time Mm. they will will be talking is when the cameras are rolling. So imagine all those things (laughs) that have been built up or want to be said and haven't been said will all come out Mm -hmm. with the cameras on. I think it's smart. For both of them, as a, as as a creative mind of a show and the reality genius uh, that is Real Housewives, but uh, when asked, because uh, they all did panels, uh, Jerry O'Connell, uh, how is the lack of communication changed things for season fourteen of Real Housewives in New Jersey? And this is what Melissa said: It's very different from last season because there's a lot of. Not a lot of communication, so it's going to be better. So, which only means cameras start rolling. We're going to see all that communication that hasn't been said off camera. (laughs) Yeah, I like this. And I like this in life, too. When you tell the truth, things get more interesting. How many people, and I'm not encouraging you to do this, only you have 100% of all the details about your life. So don't go in and tell your boss you don't like them at the moment. Just do, (laughs) think it through. Let's not just jump into this Rob, I lost my job because I was listening to the podcast. Rob Shooter tells me I should tell the truth, (laughs) and I really dislike you. So don't, don't do that just yet. But I do think in life, 
when the truth is said, when the truth comes out, even if it can be a little bit painful, a little bit ugly, life always gets better. And so to see uh, Melissa and Teresa now unvarnished and being honest, for me, is going to be really exciting to see. But I felt like they were being honest when we did see them on camera. You know what I mean? So, like, what well, are we Well, we knew go- they didn't like each other. We've known that for a couple of seasons. Right. But now... They're not even going to speak, or they're not going to—they're not going to even varnish this or polish this. So I think we're going to really get to see what what this is in real life, and I think that's when reality TV is at its best, when it reveals the truth. Well, and but that's where that's where the the that reality show thing comes into play, where it's like that little part of my brain goes, "They're playing us." You know what I mean? Like, again, if you know the personalities of Jersey and just if you're from Jersey in general or the New York area, you know, these people, camera or no camera, they're going to tell you like it is. Yeah, we don't hold back. Right, exactly. So you're going to tell me that these two people that are from Jersey have (laughs) have Italian hot blood inside them are just going to... No, not going to say a word. <laughs> that would be very British. That's yeah. what I would do. And right. it's very royal. It's very British. That's why I think a part of me is like, are we getting... Right. They're already but... told us the truth. Yeah, you're probably right. Okay, moving along. Bruce Willis's ex-wife, Demi Moore, is allegedly devastated that he no longer recognises her. So he has been suffering with dementia. It is yeah. getting progressively worse. His wife, Emma, was on the Today Show and she said... They don't know anymore if he understands them or how serious the condition is. They're trying to fill his life with happiness, with joy. However, Closer Magazine are reporting that Demi had a heart-wrenching moment during her last visit with her ex-husband and he no longer recognised her or their daughter's rumour scout. And Tallulah, dementia is so Hard, not just on the person that has been diagnosed, but really hard on the family too. A friend of mine is going through this, a publicist friend of mine. Her mother now has late stage dementia and she goes to to visit her mother and her mother doesn't really recognize her. Just heartbreaking. Yeah, and and it's, but you know, and with that, there are great days and then there are Mm. not so great days. And those great days, uh, mean the world to a mm. lot of people that you know all of a sudden that a loved one will hear a song and and you know be like oh we danced to that song at your wedding and you know and uh then there'll be days where they like we just said they they don't even know who you are and right. just as that person on the other side of it as long as you realize that that person still loves you deep down inside they just need some help realizing that and mm. you know just always remember that so always Always yeah. remember that. Now, our girl Britney Spears finally oh. has some good news, Gary. Yes. What's going on? 1.1 million reasons <laughs> to celebrate because yes. Britney Spears has the number one book. She is a New York Times bestseller for her book. It means the world to me. <laughs> so uh, it's it's so the woman in me is her book obviously and she she put it out uh, it means the world to me is what she said online mm. uh, celebrating here's the interesting thing though you know you put out a book Rob Schroeder you put out a book and you know this you go out on tour I never you stopped talking the, I was on every TV show that you're still happening. talking about <laughs> I'm the still book, talking which, about which, which I'm not I'm, I'm, I'm a fan <laughs> of and uh, but I'm just saying so right. you know, I'm still plugging this book you know, but you you know how hard that is right Britney Spears 
didn't have to do a single thing. She, she just had to put it out. Mm-hmm. She had to say, here's my mm-hmm. book. Enjoy mm-hmm. it if you wish. Uh, <laughs> and, and look, the number one spot on the New York Times bestseller list. Wow. And uh, The Woman in Me. Have you read it? I have read it page yeah. to page. I read it really quickly. It's a really I don't want to say easy book to read because there's parts of it that are really difficult. It's a heartbreaking book, but also a book of inspiration. For me, the takeaway is not the gossip on Justin or all the all the scandal. And I love scandal. I do this for a living. For me, the takeaway was this is a book about a survivor. This right. is somebody that ultimately survived. We should point out too, though, it's not the biggest celebrity memoir of all time. Somebody else quite recently put out a memoir that sold 1.6 million oh, copies in the first week. Who is it? Prince Harry. Oh, Prince, Prince Harry, of course. Harry. Okay, before we get a break, Travis Kelsey was yes. asked if he's in love with Taylor Swift. He was doing a press conference and one of those cheeky international reporters. I well, love them. He was them. playing they- in Germany. That's right. I love that they can ask these naughty questions. They asked the status of the relationship, and Travis replied, I got to see her last week. And then the follow-up question was, are you in love? Okay. (laughs) This this took him a little bit by surprise. It's such an on-the-money-on-the-nose question. He said, I'm going to keep my personal relationship what? personal. But it's interesting, though, and the big question here is, how long do you wait before you say those words? How long? Well, well that, that's the thing. Like, that is such, that's such an easy question in the world, in the scope of things. You know what I mean? You, you know, you can, I love you. You know, I you love, love you me, too. Rob Shooter. You, I you, love you know you. what I mean? How, how easy is it to say? They're yes. not getting. It's not. Are you going to marry her? That, now Rob. that is. That's a question of like. Okay, let's let's pump the brakes. <laughs> it's only been a month, but you could be in love. You know, you he's in, in love. love. You're right. You've changed my mind. It's a good question. He should have said yes. Okay, we're going to say yes to taking a quick break, and we will be right back. Welcome back to the Naughty Benai Show. I'm. Rob Shooter with that different Garrett vocal. Hey, Garrett, let's get to the poll. So Here last we show, we, put, we talked about some private text messages that were revealed about the cast of Friends. So the director of the show spoke to Jennifer and Lisa and Courtney following Matthew's death. And then he released those texts, or at least talked about them, to the Today Show. Should those texts have remained private? Let's have a look. Oh, Naughties, you're such good people. 92% said yes, it's too soon. They were private texts. Yeah. This was a very sensitive subject. It was just wrong to release them. I agree. Don't forget to vote on today's poll. Go to our Twitter page at Naughty Nice Rob. Our Facebook page is Naughty Gossip. And be sure to check back tomorrow to hear your results and now, it's time for our nicest of the day. Yes. Oh. Well, let's all pack up and go to Dollywood. Because Dolly. Do- Dolly Parton, according to the Hollywood Reporter, sorry about that, uh, says that she has turned down performing at the Super Bowl halftime show several times. What? They asked her. She said no. But here's the thing. And I guess this is a testament to who the type of person Dolly is and I and I think it's like many of us she she doubts herself she didn't mm. think she was big enough you know she mm. thought the show was so big but she wasn't the the type of performer that deserves to be at the Super Bowl um, huh. and this is not the first time she's done it you know uh, it, it turned down things just last year she was uh, she was nominated to go into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and she turned down the honor because she didn't feel like she deserved it uh, so like 
I think I think it's a testament to how normal she is, yes. just like us. She might be Dolly Parton, she Dolly might Parton. be very famous, but at the end of the day, she has self doubt, just like you, just like me, just like we you all listening. have it. We all have that nasty little voice telling us a lie that we're not good enough. Let me tell you, we are all good enough, especially you, Dolly Parton, our nicest of the day. And now, our naughtiest of the day. Uh, oh, naughty, naughty, naughty. Andy Cohen still regrets turning down Meghan Markle. So Meghan Markle, when she was on Suits, she approached Watch What Happens Live, Andy's talk show, and she wanted to come on the show, and they passed. Andy said, I didn't really watch Suits. And so she passed, she she pitched, and we passed. And my executive producer said that we could have had video of you doing shots with a member of the royal family. So Uh. now in hindsight, Andy is kicking himself. He also, too, the little cheeky devil, he knows how to get press. He's hinting that maybe if they did another Housewives, maybe Meghan could be on that show. I hit the phones and I spoke to some of Meghan's friends and they said, there is zero chance that Meghan Markle is ever going to be a housewife, but it still is just such a delicious, naughty thought. How naughty is the day? Let's end with a moment of rob. You get a rub, you get a rub, you get a rub. Letting people be wrong about you is the most misunderstood power you will ever have. It's okay if people are wrong. And to be honest, if they're wrong, you saying something is probably not going to change their mind. So just be okay with it. I'm okay now. If people don't like me, if people are wrong about me, I'm actually okay about it. And that has become a power move. Everybody doesn't have to like you. And that is just fine. Because we love you, you naughties. That is it for today. Thank you so much for listening to the Naughty But Nice with Robin Garrett show, a production of iHeartRadio. Don't forget to subscribe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen. Leave us a review if you can. And remember all together, together now let me hear you singing along if you're going to be naughty you've got to be nice take care everybody pip pip it's naughty but nice with rob welcome to 500 greatest songs a podcast based on rolling stones hugely popular influential and sometimes controversial list I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.